How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Saturday, December 11th. Hello, my friends. Hope you're having a wonderful weekend. And today, I kind of want to do, like, a, a next-day commentary on the Game Awards, because that's such a large event, and I'm able to give you the facts from yesterday, but I wasn't able to get much opinion in there. And that's what the weekends are for, isn't it? The hard-hitting commentary. Well, I don't know that it's going to be hard-hitting, but... I don't know, it's interesting. I, I have this weird conflict with shows like this, where I really just want to be like, Hey, there's no need to hate on the show. We're just here to have fun and play video games and celebrate cool stuff. And certainly that is the vibe that Jeff Keighley wants to give out at the Game Awards. But, you know, on the other hand, there's some legitimate criticisms of shows like this that should be talked about. Indeed, I actually had to take myself off of Twitter because my entire timeline was just people, like, crapping on the show. Some of it unjustifiably so, but some of it were from journalists who were actually at the show. Like, they were sitting in the audience and then tweeting about what a horrible time they were having, basically. I mean, that's maybe an exaggeration, but more negatives than positives, let's say. I think certainly the biggest one is the fact that Jeff Keighley did a mediocre job, I suppose, of addressing the issues at Activision Blizzard right now. He made a statement at the beginning of the show saying, Hey, everybody, we condemn workplace harassment, and employees should be good, let's all be better. And I think a lot of people wanted that to be a little bit more direct rather than vague. But perhaps more importantly, and I, I did mention this on the show yesterday, he said that, and then he was like, okay, we're going to introduce a new game here from Quantic Dream. And it's like, um, really? Quantic Dream is extraordinarily problematic, and David Cage, I mean, a, a workplace culture there that was just horribly sexist and racist, and, and then when journalists reported on that, they sued those journalists for exposing it. Like, just nonsense. And so, you know, at a certain point, it's almost better to not say anything than this vague, let's all be better message. Obviously, the best outcome is to actually take action and not showcase studios like this. Then, of course, you get into another question, which is, where do you draw the line, right? And, and this is something that I have to think about myself when I create the Gaming Observer, because if you blacklist every single studio that has had a problem, you start to run out of companies very fast. Unfortunately, right? Like, extremely unfortunately. And I think that I have kind of found this nice balance of mentioning the issues while still bringing you the news. Like, I'll say, you know, amidst all of the lawsuits and issues that are happening in the company, they're releasing a new game, right? Like, I'm kind of just keeping it in the conversation. And I don't know that that would necessarily be the solution for Keeley, but hopefully you understand the point here, which is that he, he does need some kind of show. That being said, he also did not need that much of a show that, that he had, which is to say, the show was three hours long, and I was on my phone for like an hour and a half of it, probably. Granted, he needs to make money, and a lot of that is probably paid advertising space, but I really, really feel like if you're going to do a three-hour show, it needs to be packed to the brim with stuff, and you need to cut it shorter if you don't have that. I mean, again, there were people in the audience who were tweeting about the fact that the most interesting part of their night was the conversations they had with their partner. Okay, now, of course, it is easy to be cynical about stuff like this. I would like to end it here on a positive note, which is to say there was a lot of really cool things that he showed that we haven't seen before. Alan Wake 2, Hellblade 2, the, the gameplay for that. Space Marine 2, a lot of people are excited for that. The Adventure Games, uh, Star Trek Resurgence, and The Expanse. I mean, those are so exciting. Everything that happened with Joseph Ferris and It Takes Two, 
You know, he had this viral interview a few a few years ago where he was clearly drunk, and now here he is accepting the, the Game of the Year award. Like, that was so heartwarming. And it was a great game to win that, that award. I'm super interested in seeing what's going to happen with Sonic. I think if you watch the trailer again and then you compare it to the Breath of the Wild trailer, it's very, very similar. They were clearly trying to evoke it. And, I mean, come on, Sonic is built for an open world. If they can make it work, then it could be so good. But, you know, a lot of Sonic games have been real stinkers. They have not figured out that franchise, that's for sure. So, anyway, obviously they showed a ton of stuff. A, a, a lot of new stuff. A lot of stuff from new studios. So, if anything stood out to you, please do let me know. Tell me what you've got your eye on. And maybe I'll keep my eye on it as well. And besides that, folks, I'm out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in, it's greatly appreciated. Of course, back with the mailbag tomorrow. Be sure to get your answers in. News on Monday. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Okay, hello. Uh, yeah. Game Awards was real long for me last night. I finished recording this show at, like, 11.30. Went to bed right away. Uh, but you know what I've been up to is... The other day, actually, was it yesterday? I don't know. My work sent me an iPad. Now, obviously, it's the it belongs to the company. It's not mine. But I'm a I'm a mobile games analyst, right? And I do not have an Apple device in the house. So anytime we have like an app that is getting soft launch or something like that, but it's only on iOS, or even more specifically, if it's an if it's on Apple Arcade and we need to analyze it, uh, I had no way of doing that. And so he was like, you know what, let's just, let's just get you a device that you, where you can do that. So I now have an iPad, which is incredible. Uh, I've literally never owned a tablet in my life, and I can already tell it is going to be a, a game changer for me, at least while I have it. I've already downloaded a ton of games from Apple Arcade. Maybe I can talk more about those in the future. But uh, another thing I've been doing is getting my comics on there. So you might remember a while back I was doing some comic book reading. And I kind of fell off of it because, well, I don't know why specifically. I've fallen off of it a few times, actually. I've tried to read it. And I actually think the main reason was because I was reading them digitally and I did not have a huge screen. Like, obviously, I'm not going to read it while sitting at my PC. And I did have other tablets, but they weren't all that much larger than my phone, to be honest. Like, they were pretty small tablets. It was better than the phone, but it wasn't the phone. And then reading the comics on the phone, like, I tried it, but it was a nightmare. And now I have this iPad. And I put the comics on there, and oh my god, it is so good. I mean, the colors, everything are so crisp, super high quality. You can zoom in and everything. Oh, it's so good. So I have a feeling now I'm actually going to stick with it. So there's this uh, there's this comic book reading guide that I've been following, or trying to follow. I'm, I'm literally at the beginning of the list. But I wanted to do superheroes, I wanted to do Marvel. And so from the Comic Book Herald is the website... They have a reading guide for the Marvel Knights era in the early 2000s. Well, late 90s, early 2000s. And I think the idea here is that you would eventually then lead into Avengers Disassembled. There's a lot to read in between, but I don't know. There's a lot of stuff here I'm excited for. So uh, right now I'm starting with Deadpool. And I'm actually really impressed with Deadpool. Uh, if you're a comics person, then this is the Deadpool series again from 1997 by Joe Kelly, I think. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was um, pleasantly surprising. I haven't watched a lot of Deadpool or seen a lot of Deadpool. I always kind of thought that he would not be my cup of tea, 
But the comics, at least these beginning ones, are, like, super serious. Or, I mean, obviously there's a lot more humor compared to other stuff. But it actually deals with, like, real issues. And Deadpool is an actual human and not just a caricature. I was really surprised. So, anyway, I'm gonna get through possibly 30 issues of, of Deadpool and then move on to uh, Black Panther by Christopher Priest. And then we'll go from there, you know? I kind of have to figure out how I'm gonna stick with it. And I also need it to not distract me from from my objective of playing some games in 2021. Uh, I've, I've started the video game The Forgotten City, which is extremely interesting. Oh my god, it is so cool. Again, I, I'll tell you more about it later. Almost certainly I will. But uh, anyway, yeah, got lots going on, eh? Christmas is around the corner, very excited. Hang out with family. And yeah, that's all. Thanks, folks. I'll do another check-in tomorrow. Stay well. <laughs>